If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'm reading the prologue of Wings of Fire, The Hidden Kingdom. The five dragonets were fighting. Again. Bright scales in green and red and gold caught the rising sun as the young dragons darted between the rocks, claws and teeth flashing. Five forked tongues hissed with fury. Beyond them, below the cliffs, the sea crashed against the sand with a muffled, rushing sound, as if it didn't want to compete with the shouts of the dragons. It was embarrassing, was what it was. Nutless glanced up uneasily at the massive black dragon beside him. The dragonets were so busy yelling at one another, they hadn't even noticed him yet. Nautilus wished he could read Marcia's mind, the way Marcia was undoubtedly reading his. He also wished there were more towns of peace around, but when the word spread that the Nightwing was coming, most of them suddenly found urgent missions elsewhere. The peace movement hideout in the seaside cliffs was virtually deserted this morning. Occasionally, a dragon snout would emerge from one of the caves, spot Marsir, and instantly vanish again. The five dragonets were the only ones on top of the cliffs. Although there were several other young dragons living with the towns apiece, they'd all been whisked out of sight. But apparently no one had seen, seen fit to warn the objects of Marsir's eternity that he was coming, or that they were going to be inspected. Well, Marsir said, they are energetic. They were just a backup plan, Nautilus said defensively. Nobody thought we'd need them, especially not all of them. We thought maybe one or two, if something went wrong with the originals. We haven't spent a lot of time training them. I can see that. Marcia's dark eyes narrowed as a viper, the sandwing, fell into a crevice, and the mudwing promptly tripped and landed on top of her. With a hiss, Viper whipped around and bit Orchard's tail, setting off a yowling whine. Excuse me, Nautilus said. He could see where this was going. He stepped forward, cuffed Viper's ears, and snatched Squid, the little green sand ring, out of the way before the others could set his tail on fire. Stop this, he hissed. You're being watched. Flame, the red skywing dragonet, snapped his mouth shut and whipped his head around, scanning the twisted rocks of the sea cliff. Marcier stepped into the light of the sunrise and looked down his snout majestically. I knew it, cried the little night-winged dragonet. Fate speaker leaped off a stone pillar, flapping her wings proudly. I knew a night-wing was coming to see us. Didn't I tell you guys this would happen? Did you? Orchard scratched his large brown head. No, said Viper. Don't think so, piped up Squid from behind Nautilus' back. Even if you did, even if you did, you also predicted an earthquake, a new tell on a piece, and that we'd have something besides seagulls for breakfast this week. Sam Flame, and since none of those things had happened, you can see why we might have stopped listening. Well, I knew, Fate Speaker said bitterly. I saw it with my powers, and I foresee that he brought us something great for breakfast, didn't you? She beamed up at Marzer. He blinked slowly. Hmm, Nautilus, a word, please? Can I come too? 
the black dragonette asked, bouncing closer to Marasuru. I've never met another nightling before, although, of course, I feel a very strong physical connection with our whole tribe. Stay here. Marasuru pressed one claw into her chest and moved her back to the other dragonettes. She sat down and curled her tail around her talons with a huffing snort. Marasuru stepped down the rocks out of earshot. When he turned, he found Nautilus right beside him. But clinging to his tail was a seething dragonette. Marasuru glazed at Squid disapprovingly. I can't leave him alone with them, Nautilus said apologetically. Whenever I'm not watching, one of them bites him. Or they all do, sniffed the small green dragon. Marasuru flicked his tongue out and in, considering. It is clear to me, said the enormous Nightwing after a moment, that leaving the dragonets of the prophecy in the care of the towns of peace was a mistake, both the real ones and the false ones. Who? asked the dragonet. Hush, hush, said Nautilus, covering the dragonet's net with one talon. He saw the look on Marasir's face and added hastily, You remember, Squid, we taught you about the prophecy... You know the war that all the dragons' tribes are fighting? The one you want to stop, Squid said, because we're the good guys? We want peace? Right, said Nautilus. Basically right. So the prophet says that, that five dragonets were hatched about six years ago. A sea wing, a sky wing, a mud wing, a sand wing, and a night wing. Who are going to end a war. They get to choose which sister should be the new sand wing queen. Burn blister or blaze oh said squid hey i hatched about six years ago really said marasir you're barely the size of a three-year-old dragonette i have a big personality squid informed him as if he had been told this enough times that he was certain everyone knew it and your friends are all about six years old too nautilus said quickly they're not my friends squid grumbled they're all bullies except for Fate Speaker, who's plain crazy. Marcia glanced back up Fate Speaker, the Nightwing Dragonette. She was sitting on top of a twisted stone column, leaning so far toward them that she looked in imminent danger of overbalancing and toppling over. Well, Squid, Nautilus said, what if you were one of the Dragonettes in the Prophecy? What would you think about that? A seabing gave Marcia a canny look. Would I get treasure? You'd get fame and power said Marasir, if you do, if you did what you were told, that is. How about treasure? Squid insisted. Marasir gave Nautilus an incredulous look. Is this dragon bargaining with me? I like treasure, Squid pointed out. The towns of peace are so lame because none of them have any treasure. We gave up worldly things to fight for a higher cause, Nautilus says. Peace is more important than jewels or gold. Eh, said Squid. I'd rather have gold. Would you be willing to choose whichever seeming queen we told you to? If so, we could perhaps talk about gold. All right, Squid said with a gleam in his eye. But I don't want Flame to be part of it. He has to stay here. Why? What's wrong with your skywing? Marcia to Nautilus. Nothing, Nautilus said. They're just having a fight today. And every day, Squid said, because he's mean. The skywing is a non-negotiable, said Marasira. You're non-negotiable, Squid said. 
Squid, be polite, said Nautilus tartly. I foresee that I am going to forget this, said Marcia, frowning down at the sea wings. But I will take over training for, of the prophecy dragonets. They have been mishandled for too long. Obviously, they need clear guidance. What does that mean? Nautilus said. A sense of dread was starting to creep along the scales. He glanced at Squid. Perhaps they should have chosen a different seawing to be the fake dragonet of the prophecy. If Marcia hurts Squid, if anything happens to him, his mother is going to kill me, Nautilus thought. I mean they're coming with me, Marcia said with a flick of his tail. Where? Squid demanded. You'll find out when we get there, said Marcia. And if you know what's good for you, you'll stop asking nosy questions and do what you're told. I can do that, Squid said. But good luck with Flame and Viper, he thought for a moment. And Faint Speaker, for that matter. Wait, no, said Nautilus. He tried to fill his mind with noise, so the Nightwing couldn't read his thoughts. You can't take them, except for Faint Speaker, who came for, from you. All of their parents are talons. That's how we got their eggs in the first place. They won't want to leave. Want, they won't want them to leave. Except or, Orchard, Squid. Except for Orch, Squid offered. His mum won't care. It's a mudwing thing. Shut up, said Marcier. He's studying Nautilus with narrow black eyes. Don't think it, don't think it, don't think it, Nautilus repeated to himself. Three moons, Mar said with disgust. This dragonet is your son? Nautilus stared down at his claws. It had seemed like a good idea when the towns first decided to have backup dragonets. Squid hatched around the right time, if not exactly on the brightest night, and it meant that everyone in the movement treated the dragonet like the precious creature Nautilus knew he was. Of course I am, said Squid. Isn't that funny coincidence? Wow, I'm the, uh, the son of a leader. I'm the son of the leader of the Challenge of Peace and a dragonet of destiny. He puffed out his chest. I'm even more important than I thought I was. He started off toward the other dragonets. Having forgotten, as he often did, that none of them liked hearing about how important he was, that he would almost certainly end up with a and that he would almost certainly end up with a singed net before long. Nautilus watched him go, wondering how everything had gone so wrong. Why had the towns agreed to work with Marcia? Why had they decided to get involved with the prophecy in the first place? And how had they lost the real dragonets? That was the question that drove him crazy. Kestrel, Dune, and Webbs should have been able to keep a handle on five dragonets, especially when they were conveniently trapped in a secret cave. Instead, the five had escaped, then possibly killed Queen Scarlet of the Skywings, thrown the Skywing into uphill, turned Queen Coral against her allies, wrecked the Seawing Palace, and disappeared once more into the wilds of Pyria. Worse yet, there was no one to punish. Kestrel and Dunes were dead, while Webbs had wriggled away from the towns and vanished. And who knew where the dragonets were or when they turn up again with their spectacular talent for trouble and chaos? Quite a coincidence, Marcia echoed Squid's remark, sounding rather unimpressed. Well, said Nautilus, I thought, why not? Of course, none of these five actually hatched on the brightest night, else they'd be the real dragonets of prophecy, wouldn't they? But they're about the right age, and nobody has to know the rest. 
Except anyone who was at their hatching, Marosir mused. It would be tighter if we could kill any witnesses. Nautilus blanched. Do their parents count as witnesses? He wondered before he could swelch the thought. We'll cross the bridge when we come to it, Marosir said briskly, since we can't be sure yet which of these we'll use and which we'll discard. He frowned at Fate Speaker, who was eagerly interrogating Squid. Nautilus felt properly fate now. Discard, he echoed. Discard, he echoed. Marcia snorted. Very well, I'll try and to bring yours back in one piece. He wrinkled his snout, looking as close to amused as Nautilus had ever seen him. But isn't peace the most important thing, Sea Wing? Don't you tell your talons all that time that any sacrifice must be made to end this war? Yes, yes, but the alternate dragonets were your idea in the first place. A good idea, as it turns out, since the real ones have proven to be unsatisfactory, Marzio hissed softly. So we get rid of most of the dangerous ones? So we get rid of the most dangerous ones. I train their replacements myself. He smiled in a way that made Nautilus feel crazy right down to his claws. And then we make sure the prophecy is, is filled the way it is supposed to be.